and, and God, they got to touch them. Chapter 23, Acts, verse number 1. And Paul earnestly beholding the council said, Men and brethren, I have lived in a all good conscience before God until this day. No, Paul no longer seems to get that out of his mouth. He says, and the high priest Ananias commanded them that stood by him to smite him on the mouth. No, more, no sooner he said this, and they, and they told him, just hit him, shut him up right there. Then said Paul unto him, God shall smite thee, thou whiter wolf, will sittest thou to judge me after the law, and commandeth me to be smitten the contrary to the law. And they that stood by said, Revilest thou God's high priest. Then said Paul, I wist not, brethren, that, the, uh, that he was the high priest, for it was written, Thou shalt not speak evil of the ruler of thy people. But when Paul perceived that one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, Men of brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee, of hope, and resurrection, the dead, I am called in question. He's telling them who I am. I believe in the resurrection. I believe in the hope. And when he had, had uh, so said, there arose a distinction between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the multitude was divided. For the Sadducees said they, that there is no resurrection, neither angel nor spirit, but the Pharisees confessed both. And these arose a great cry, and the scribes were of the Pharisees part arose and strove, saying, We find no evil in this man, but if the spirit or an angel have spoken to him, let us not fight against God. And when there arose a great distension, the chief captain, fearing that lest Paul should have been pulled in pieces, and them that commanded the soldiers to go down to take him by force from among, from among them and to bring him to the, to the, into the castle. And the night following, I love this, and the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for I, as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also in Rome. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for all your mercy and grace and love we have. Lord, we just ask you to touch hearts this morning, lift us up. Give us that what we need, Lord, to help us to see this through, Lord. And Father, we'll praise you in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Read the first 11 verses this morning. Uh, I've got two other parts of the scriptures we want to get to, so leave your Bible open if you can and look at the message to highlight the truth that I'm trying to give you this morning. And this is the found in three places in the life of Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul. So uh, we want to look at all three of them this morning to help to be a blessing and help to view in your daily walk with the Lord. Here's a man that we have just read about. Everyone is familiar with Paul. Everybody knows Paul. Everybody knows what he's been. He writes most of the books of the New Testament. And at this point in his life, everything is against him. And it's not as everything is against him. Everyone else is, everyone's against Paul here. Here in our text, Paul was all alone. He's standing by himself. The only person that's even remotely close to Paul at this point is Luke, who is actually doing the writing of this script that we have here. He's pinning down this occasion that's happening in Paul's life. Luke can't, can't be standing next to him going through this. So here is a man that everything, everything is against and everyone is against him. If you go back and read chapter 23 or 22, I mean, you'll see that they were trying to 
kill Paul. They were conspiracies to kill Paul, to get a hold of him, to kill him. I mean, look at most of us, we see some things going on in our life and we think everybody, everyone's against us, everybody's against us on just a few little things that's happened in our life. And really, it doesn't really matter that much. You may think you're all alone this morning. You, you may think there's hundreds of people against you this morning. But let me just say at this point, to, uh, when Paul was standing there, and he spoke his first words, and they're commanding them to slap him. They wanted him to shut up. He was all alone. And they're trying their hardest to execute the powers that may be in that day. They're trying to get rid of Paul. I mean, everything is really against Paul. And everyone is against Paul. This guy's standing alone. The, the brethren are not even there with Paul. At this point, all the churches that Paul has started and, and Paul have, has slaved and, 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 it, and gave his sweat and blood for, there's none there around him to cheer him up. None there to pat him on the back and say, Paul, Paul we're there with you. We're, we're praying for you. We just want you to be of good cheer. There's none around Paul. He's by himself. Not even those that were close to him. Not even the one that he was a spiritual father to was not close to Paul. He was by, I, I mean, there's nobody here to help Paul in the situation that he's in. He's all alone. But can I say that we find that Paul has an ace in the hole. And Paul has a, a, a leg up. E even though everyone and everything is against Paul, Nobody's around him. Nobody's there. The Bible said in verse 11, And the night falleth, the Lord stood by him. The Lord stood by him. I mean countless a thousand of people uh, that Paul had uh, uh, preached to that led to the Lord. Nobody was there, but the Bible said the Lord stood by him. In spite of everything, in spite of everybody else, uh, everything's against him and all the people are against him. Somebody was standing with Paul this morning. There was somebody standing with him, standing on his, on his behalf this morning. And the Lord, no wonder why Paul could pen such things in Romans chapter 8, 31. What shall we say in these things? If God be before us, who can be against us? As a child of God, I want to try to encourage you this morning, regardless of your opposition, or regardless of your, your, uh, the obstacles in your life, or regardless of uh, uh, what's going on, you can count on this. It, it may be the world may be against you. Maybe everybody else is against you. But child of God, if you're washed in the blood, and if you've been walking with God and, and following God, there's somebody standing next to you this morning. The Savior will stand with you when no one else will stand with you. We're going to find in Paul's life there are three times that he said the Lord stood with him, the Lord stood by him, and the Lord stood with him. 
preaching on this thought this morning, may it help you, may it give you the strength, maybe it'll give you something you can help out in your life with your walk, knowing that somebody is standing by your side. I have no idea what kind of uh, things that you're, is on your life that's right pressed against your face that you feel like you're standing uh, uh, all of, all you by yourself. And, and I don't need to know that. I know the one that stands with you. I know the one that this morning as a child of God that there is somebody standing here. And, and the Bible says, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world this morning. And we are more than conquerors through him that loves us, the Bible tells us. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let me give you a news update this morning. Child of God, you ain't nothing without God. In fact, Jesus said himself, without me, you can do nothing this morning. You ain't nothing. You can't do nothing. You can't be nothing without Lord Jesus Christ in your life this morning. I'm talking about being something and being somewhere for the glory of God. But if God is for you, the Lord stands by your side in the time of trouble, in the time of need. It really doesn't matter those who are against you. It doesn't really matter the circumstances against you. As long as the Lord is standing by your side, you know that you've got more than you need in this world this morning. The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do to me. He's on your side this morning. He's standing with you. You can take confidence in the fact the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leaves me side to still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me to the paths of righteousness for my name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because his rod and staff comforts me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of the enemies. He anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely the goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I, I have the one standing beside me that comforts me and helps me in time of trouble. You know the story. I'm trying to tell you that you have an ace in the hole. You have a, a leg up this morning. You have a blessing that the world does not have this morning. You may say, preacher, I'm lonely. And I'm not saying that you're not lonely this morning. But I'm saying there's somebody that's standing beside you this morning. Somebody that's going to help you and encourage you and lift you up. You don't know how many obstacles in my way. You don't know how many people that are against me. No, I don't. But I'm telling you, there's one that stands beside you. As long as he stands beside you, nothing can happen to you. And no matter what comes against you, God's got it. As long as he's standing beside you, as long as he's leading you. Amen. 
Look, I've been there. I felt like I, I was all alone. I felt like the world was against me. My friends weren't around me. They wouldn't turn to me. They wouldn't come to me. I've been there. But it's nothing like knowing that the world may be against you and your friends have turned their back on you and then all of a sudden you get that, that, that sweet breath of air from the, another world that says, be a good cheer for I'm here. Thank God. I, I'm glad he said, I, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. I, I, I'm here with you. Whether If anybody else is around you, whether, whether the world's against you, I am here with you. I want to show you three times in the Bible that Jesus stood with Paul and what Paul was going through. When society was against him. Did you notice in the text that we have read, did you notice that all the society stands against Paul? The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Romans, everybody was standing against Paul. They were not for him. They were all against Paul. Because of his preaching. Because of what Paul was saying. Because of what Paul was preaching. And what it stood in the opposition of Judaism. It stood in opposition of Romanism. It stood in opposition of heathenism. Paul's preaching riled them up. Paul's preacher caused them to come after him because the message was confrontational. His message was one that was opposite of what they believe and what they stood on. Paul's message came and said, you're wrong. So society was against Paul for his message that he preached against the sins of this world. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. Society is still against the message that Paul preached today. If you believe and you preach the message that Paul preached, society is still against you this morning. Listen, I'm worried about, I'm worried about Christians or any church that gets along with society. That gets along with society. I, I worry about them. I worry about churches that get real high with society. And their status is with society. They can't get along. You get along with a moose club or a, or a goose club. And because of uh, uh, preaching, this book will get run contrary to all that they believed. To what the world thinks, this Bible's in contrary to that. You're, you're going to run in contrary. You're going to run in a contrary with the, the news media. They, they, they can't stand the Word of God. It goes in contrary. The education system goes in contrary to the Word of God. The entertainment world goes in contrary with the Word of God. And can I say this? Mainstream religion goes in contrary with the Word of God. If you stand for this book this morning, if you're living for God, walking for God, the society of this world is going to be against you. The society was against Paul this morning. It's against you this morning.
And I'm talking about if you're living for God, you're living the Bible. I'm not talking about contemporary Christians. I don't like that word contemporary. If you ever look up the word contemporary, it means of the times. That means that churches are, are trying to live for the times. They're trying to live for what the world is going through right now. They're trying to accept what the world is going through. But let me know, Jesus didn't call us to live for the times. Jesus called us to be holy, amen. He didn't say, I want you to live for the times, whatever time it may be. I want you to live a holy life this morning. So whatever you say, if you believe in the word of God, and you follow God, the world is going to be against you this morning. Society stood against him. The entertainment world stands against you. Can I tell you this this morning? The entertainment world is not on your side. It's not on your side. I Stop believing everything that comes out of this mainstream entertainment. Start reading the Bible. Mainstream media is against God. Against our Bible. It's against what we preach. And since the last election, I, I don't even turn the TV on for news anymore. I don't listen to any of those shows anymore. It, it, it proves to me that mainstream media and entertainment and, and some of these mainstream religious uh, organizations is all against God's word this morning. I'm not, I'm not buying into the abortion full term. I'm not buying into that. The government says it's all right. I'm not buying into that. If it's against the Bible this morning, if it's against my God this morning, I'm not getting along with society. I'm not going to be a part of society that goes against the Word of God this morning. Listen, in this world where society is against you, the religious world is against you, the mainstream media is against you, you need to stay with somebody. You need to have somebody on your side. You may not see them, but, but let me tell you, when society was against Paul, but the Lord stood beside him. Amen. The Alamo. Wim Barrett Travis. Fighting the Alamo. All the people surrounded him. Mexicans surrounded him on all sides. He wrote a letter. I besiege you by thousands more of Mexicans under Santa Ana. I've sustained a conditional Bombardment, cannerade for 24 hours. I have not lost a man. The enemy has demanded surrender by desecration. Otherwise, the garrison will be put to the sword. And if it worse, for it is taken, I have answered the demand with a cannon. I fired a cannon and let him know, hey, the flag still waves. The flag is still there. He says, I, I, I'm beseeching you to come and help the patriotism. Everything that's dear to you in this country. The enemy is receiving reinforcements daily and it's about to increase to three to 4,000 within the next four to seven days. He says, 
if this call is neglected, if this message is neglected, I am determined to sustain myself as long as possible and die like a soldier who never forgets what is due to him and his honor in his own country. What a letter that he writes knowing that he's facing all obstacles. Everything's against him. Everybody's against him. And he writes this letter and said, hey, no matter what, I'll die like a soldier. I'll stand true. And you know what God is telling us? Uh, we are in this fight. Uh, we are in this war. We are soldiers. He says, well, I just need some soldiers that's willing to stand up and fight and don't give up. And I love this. He put a P.S. He put a P.S. at the end of that letter. He says, no matter what, the Lord is on our side. Can I tell you, child of God, this morning, no matter what you're facing, no matter what society says, no matter what society throws at you, the Lord is on your side this morning. Amen. We, we see that the Lord stood with Paul when society was against him. If you have your Bible still open, turn to chapter 27 this morning. The Lord stood beside Paul when society was against him. The Lord stood by Paul when a storm was against him. Jesus stood beside him not only in society, but also when a storm came against him. Chapter 27, verse number 18. And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest the next, the next day, any lightning of the ship. And the third day we cast out their own hands, the tackling of the ship. Watch verse number 20. And when this, neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest laid on us, all hope that we should have to be saved was taken away. He said all hope is gone. I don't have no hope. Whatsoever we're going to do, what are we going through? We're not going to survive. We're not going to make it out of the storm. Listen, if you, if you take the hope from an individual, you take away everything they got. I, I read a story about a young Jewish boy back in the World War II time. His name was Mayor Hirsch. That's what he was. He, he was taken in the concentration camp. His parents one way, went, took one way, and his siblings were taken another way. He was, he was a young boy, nine years old. And, and there he stood all by himself, all alone. And, and for years, that's where he was. He was by himself. He, did, he didn't know where his siblings were. He didn't know what happened to him. He didn't know what happened to his parents, but he came to the conclusion that he'll never see them again. So he was all alone. After he was uh, uh, gotten uh, rescued, when they was defeated, and he uh, was came out of concentration camp. Years later, they were interviewing him for a, a show, and he, he's he's older, much older and older than. And they asked him, "How did you survive in that camp?" He said, "You can go many days without food." I know I did it. 
And then he said, uh, you, can, you can go many days without water. I know. I did it. And then he said, you can go many days without any uh, connection, without any uh, 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 friendship, without anybody around you. He says, I know. I did it. He said, but what I learned is that you can't go without hope for but just a moment or two. He said, if you take your hope, you take the hope away from the individual, he has nothing to live for. He lived on hope that he's going to get out. He lived on hope that he's going to make it through. Can I tell you this? In our text we find hope is gone. But by the time you get to the end of the chapter, we find that hope has been reinserted. What reinserted the hope? In a story that started out hopeless. Hope had been snatched away by the storm. I tell you what happened. Paul realized that somebody was with him. Verse number 21. But after a long absence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you have, have hearkened unto me. He's kind of throwing out, if you'd have listened to me, we wouldn't be in this condition. If you'd listen to me, we wouldn't be right here. But since you didn't, we're here now. If you hearken unto me, we would not have been here. If you'd loosen from Crete and to have against this harm of loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. Now how can you exhort somebody to be of good cheer? You're riding out a storm. You said there's no hope. You're throwing things off. You're lighting a ship. There, there's no hope, Paul. Why are you going to tell me be of good cheer? For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but the ship. For there stood by me this night, the angel of God, by the, he said, the angel of God, who, whose I am and whom I serve. Listen, this is not just an angel. Paul says, whom I am. Paul didn't belong to an angel. He said, whom I serve. Paul did not serve any angel. This was the Lord Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, when you read about it, it says, and the angel of the Lord, you're talking about Jesus Christ himself. What turned this story around was the fact that Paul realized that somebody was standing with him. In this storm. The boat was rocking. The boat was reeling. But I'm telling you. Somebody's on board the ship. Listen. Paul had heard the stories. Uh, about Jesus in the storm. They've been told about Jesus in the storm. Paul was told uh, how Jesus one night was walking on the water. And the waves were beating around. And he said peace be still. Paul heard about how the boat was being filled with water. They thought they were going down, but there was one sleeping in the hindquarters that saved them. Paul had heard that Jesus is in the storm. He can control the storms. As a child of God, you can count on this. I have no idea what level or what depth or what length of the storm that you're in right now. But if Jesus is in your boat... If Jesus is in your boat, he said you could ride out the storm and you can make it to the other side. You can make it this morning. He will stand by you 
when the way gets dark that you can't see. Amen. Talking about a, a, a God that will stand with you when everything else is against you this morning. Knowing that Jesus was standing by him in a storm. Knowing that Jesus was in a boat gave him. It said it gave him. Well, for sir, sir, in verse 25. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. You can put on a happy face. If Jesus is in your boat this morning, you can be of good cheer. It also gave him confidence. Rest in this verse. For it was shall, he said, be of good cheer. All they have been given him. He said, be of good cheer. I believe God that it shall be as it was told to me. Because Jesus is in his boat with him, he, it gave him good cheer. Because Jesus is in his boat, it gave him confidence. The Lord was standing with you. He starts giving him favor with the people. Listen, when God is in the boat with you, you start get, he gives you favor with the people around you this morning. And, and if you read it, they, they were throwing out, throwing out the, the tackle. They were throwing everything out. And it got to the point that they thought about jumping ship. And then the centurion of the guard said, you know what? These are prisoners. Let's just go ahead and kill them. But the, 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 the head centurion said, no, don't do that. He said, I, I, I believe Paul. I believe Paul. When, when you're walking with God and God is standing next to you, he's going to give you some favors around those around you. Amen. No man was lost. Nothing was lost but the ship itself. Paul said, I believe. You can read in chapter 23. Right after Paul was uh, stood before them, the Jews got together and they, they, they made, a, they made a, a pact. They made a, a plea that says we'll neither eat or drink until Paul is dead. They made a vow. We're not going to eat or drink until Paul is dead. But Paul's nephew had overheard them. And he went to Paul and said, Paul, this is what they're going to do. And Paul said, you need to go to the chief captain. Tell your story to the chief captain. And he goes and tells the chief captain of what was going on and what's happened. And they came and got Paul. You'll find favor with those around you when you're walking with God and God is standing next to you. Amen. You'll find that. If you believe enough in Paul, you start walking with God. He will keep things around you in your favor this morning and in his will. Turn to 2 Timothy chapter 4 for me, please. I'm about finished. About finished. Preaching on this. When everything's against you, Jesus will stand with you. When everything, when society's against you, Jesus will stand with you. When you're in the middle of the storm, Jesus will stand with you. He stood with Paul when he was in seclusion was against him. Paul is all alone. Even though he's all alone, the Lord is going to stand with him. These are the last few verses that Paul records or writes. Verse number 16, at my first answer to no man, 
No man stood with me. All men forsook me. I pray God that it may be not lay to their charge. I didn't really understand that when he said that my first answer. He was talking about the first time he gave an account for himself that he stood for Nero, which was a Caesar. And remember back in Acts when it said that he appealed unto Caesar. And he finally gets an audience and he gets to give an account for himself. He speaks on his own behalf. If you read about the history of Nero, that was a maniac. He was a maniac. He hated Christians. He loved throwing Christians to the lions. He enjoyed seeing them being tore apart. In fact, it's counted that he would impale Christians on a, impale on a stick and dip them in tar and then light them as a torch to light his garden to have a party. This man's crazy. This man's a maniac. I'm telling you that the guy he stood with Paul this evening means you're going to get whatever punishment. If you're going to get, if you, God is going to punish you when somebody stands against you. He said, hey, I'm that guy. At first answer, he said, I'm that guy. You'll, you'll find out who your friends are. Listen, you'll find out your friends are when the chips are down. You'll really find out who your friends are in the long haul when you're standing with, when you're standing with somebody, and that means you're about to be punished just the same way they're going to get punished. Paul said at my first answer, he was given an account for himself. Nobody was there with him. No man stood with me, he said. Everybody forsook me. I stand all alone. Verse number 17. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me. The Lord stood with me. You say, what that means? It means the same thing that when he stood before Agrippa in that trial. You know what he did? He preached to Jesus to them. I can see Paul being brought out of the dungeon, out of that prison. He's all dirty, all ragged up and, and pulling those chains. Uh, he's got his hands uh, uh, chained up and his legs are shackled. And I, I see him coming into that big arena and all those people there and everybody there. And there's uh, all the kings there and uh, they're looking at him and all the rulers there are looking at him. And Paul steps in there and he's all of a sudden, I bet you that my mind says, Paul says, boy, I'm all alone here. There's not one standing with me. There's nobody here with me. And he's looking at these people. And he's about to say, he says, I don't know if I can do anything. I don't know what I say. He says, they're all against me. He's thinking, I'm lonely. There ain't nobody here with me. They're all against me. Everybody here is against me. They want to see my blood shed. They're against me. About that time, Paul felt a little push. <laughs> Saying, Paul, I'm with you. Go ahead and tell him, Paul. Tell him how you met me, Paul. Tell him how on the road to Damascus that you met me. Tell him how I changed you. Tell him, Paul. Tell him that, Paul. 
Tell them that uh, uh, you felt the boldness because you felt the power and presence of God. He said, I'll tell you, Nero, I used to kill people just like you did. I used to hate those people too myself. I used to be just like you, Nero. One day riding down the road, Damascus, I got knocked off my high horse. I was facing the dirt, and I met a man named Jesus, and he changed my life. I got saved. I got saved down in that dirt. From that time until this, that I'm standing before you, Nero, I'm telling you, I've been a changed man. I'm trying, I'm trying to tell everybody about the somebody that will save anybody. I'm a changed man. And you imagine he's telling Nero that I was just like you. I was just like you. I did what you do, but I'm a changed man. Something happened. I met somebody, changed my life. He was signing his own death warrant. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Somebody was standing with him, standing beside him. I'll tell you what give you some hope, give you some help. When you're all alone, you might feel like uh, you're all by yourself. You could be at home and all by yourself, a job all by yourself. There's no other Christians around. I'm all alone. I'm all alone when I go to see my family. I feel all alone. But I'm telling you, there's somebody, somebody. His name is Jesus. He's the one that saved you. He is the one that stood with Paul. And if he stood with Paul, when Paul was all alone, he could stand with you as well this morning. Paul has no defense attorney. No one can stand by Paul and give it a defense. The Bible says you and I have an advocate with the Father Jesus Christ, the righteous. We have a defense attorney. I'm here to tell you, when everything stands against you, no matter what comes at you, society is against you, you're in the middle of a storm, you can rest assured. You can be confident. There's one that stands beside you if you're a child of God. If you're walking after God and serving God, there is one that's beside you that will lead you. I, I love the fact that when things are going wrong in your life and all of a sudden it just seems to clear up. It's like in a storm. The storm is raging and then all of a sudden it breaks and the sun rises and you can see clearly. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. Your life is going in disarray and it doesn't know, you don't know what's going, you can't see the hand in front of your face because it's so dark, you don't know which way to turn, but all of a sudden it just clears up. Jesus says, don't worry about it, I'm beside you. I'm right beside you this morning. When society was against him, when the storm was against him, Paul found the presence of God. When everything's against you, Jesus will stand with you. Let us stand.